love reading. I love writing. I love everything that goes into creating these imaginary worlds. And I am so thrilled to share that excitement with all of you. Welcome to A Book in a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. Welcome to A Book in a Dream. My name is Megan O'Russell. I am an indie author, and I am here to talk to you about books and writing books and being an epic fangirl of books. I love reading. I love writing. I love everything that goes into creating these imaginary worlds. And I am so thrilled to share that excitement with all of you. Uh, My journey to becoming an indie author has been a bit of a strange one. And I think that has given me a very unique perspective on the entire publishing process. If we want to go back to the beginning, we have to go back about, oh, it's a really long time. We have to, oh, I hate saying this out loud. We have to go back like 18 years. I feel really old right now. Uh, 18 years ago, I was in a college class at a local community college. My educational route was uh, very interesting in high school. And it was a children's lit course that I signed up for specifically because I had not read the Harry Potter books yet and it was on the syllabus. So I decided I should take the class. And the final project for the semester was to create a book. And everyone else in the class went for picture books with lots of clip art, which totally filled the class requirements. But I was playing Cordelia in a production of King Lear at the time and had a lot of empty time backstage. So I ended up writing a full middle grade novel. Uh, The teacher graded it and said it was wonderful and worthy of publication. And looking back from this point, no, it wasn't. It was it was bad. It was really fairly bad. But I did learn through that process that I could create a whole book with a beginning, middle and end. Fast forward till about nine years ago, I am still a professional performer. It's what I do. That's my day job. That is at night, but that's fine. And at the time, I was in a production where I was epically miserable. I was miserable on stage. I was not having a great time with the cast, and I just couldn't do it. So I started writing again. I started writing this story in this notebook about a boy who desperately loved this girl and she had left him and I wanted to know why, why she had left him and how could they possibly end up back together. And so I started scribbling in this notebook backstage, during rehearsals, in the cast house. Anytime I was miserable, I would just start writing. And that book eventually became the beginning of the tethering series. Now, I did not go about writing that book in the uh, most logical way. It was not even all written sequentially in those original notebooks. So I probably spent about five months writing that and then about seven months untangling what I had written into a reasonable order. Spent another 
six months to a year editing it and then decided I was going to submit it. I had not gone into the process of writing the book with the desire to become a published author, but it was finished. And by George, I was going to get it published. And so I started submitting mostly to small presses to a few agents. And in a crazy short amount of time, I received a publication offer from a fairly reputable small press. And I was clearly overjoyed. There were celebrations. And I got a a phone call from them with the offer. This was, I want to say like seven or eight years ago, probably in the seven and a half year range. So phone calls were still more of a thing. Uh, And they gave me the offer and then they decided they were going to mail me a hard copy of the contract for me to sign. Still feels a little weird, but seven and a half years ago, like mailing contracts, I get it. Digital sign was not such a big thing. In between, when they mailed me the contract and when the contract came in the mail, the publisher closed its doors. So that was a very short-lived joy for me. And it was a little devastating to get this contract and to think that I was going to be an author and then it just fizzles. But that's okay. Picked myself back up. Went back into submissions about two months later. I get another offer for a submission, and this is with a much larger small press. They have an excellent web presence. They email me things, so I get my contract instantly. It was great. And I worked with a really, really fantastic editor who taught me so much about what I had done wrong in a really loving and supportive way, went through three rounds of content edits, two rounds of line edits, was given a cover and a cover artist. They printed swag. We had a cover reveal party because it was my first book and I was living in cast housing and it was super exciting. My husband had a cake made with the cover on the front. Everything was beautiful, had a blog tour set up. And about six weeks before the book was supposed to be released, get an email. The publisher is shutting down. Not only is the publisher shutting down, apparently the person we had all been working for might not actually have existed. So that was a a bit of a shock. And I was sitting in cast housing I was performing in Fiddler on the Roof at the time. So my husband and the gentleman playing Tevia were both there. And I just sort of went numb. Because what are you what are you going to do? Six weeks out, bloggers booked. How? What? How does this even happen? They put so much money into the book already, into paying editors and designers and printing things. And then there's just this email that, nope, this doesn't exist anymore. And I called my mother, who famously said, this is a catastrophe, which is the most helpful thing to say in that moment. But I rallied pretty quickly and I shot an email to the people who had all my files for who was going to blog about it and the final edited versions of everything. And I said, can I get my things back? Can you send me all the information? And I was one of the first authors to send that email. 
So I was very lucky and got all of my digital information back within a few hours. There are some people who were with that publisher who it took years for them to get any semblance of that information. And since I had never been technically published, just almost there, uh, I didn't need to get any money out of the publisher. They didn't owe me anything, which is great because the FBI got involved. Because apparently, if you set up a fake name and start a company and then embezzle things, the FBI gets involved with publishing. So I managed to dodge most of that bullet, but I was still stuck with a book and a cover and nothing else. So I was in a Facebook group with some other authors who had been shunted and One of the women in there said, you know what, I found a group and they are going to publish my book for me. They're really cool. They feel really bad that this happened to all of us. You should get in touch. So I did. Got in touch with this publisher in about two weeks after everything collapsed. I had a new publishing contract. Great. They wanted to do some more edits and judge things and do promo prep. So the publication for the book got pushed back about five months. Really not bad for that situation. And this time the tethering is finally released. It's amazing. The book is out. It's there. There are copies in people's hands. Things are going great. I write book two in the series. They accept book two in the series. In the meantime, I start writing the Girl of Glass series. I get a contract with a different publisher for that. So I'm diversifying. So theoretically, if the world comes crashing down again, I'll still have something left, right? I was naive, but that's okay. We'll get to that part. So book two in the Tethering series gets released and it's very well received. Everything is going great. I turn in book three. I get assigned an editor. And the problem with super small presses, one of the problems, is that they have a small staff. And the editor who was assigned to my book was going through some real personal issues, and she started taking them out on my characters to the point that I was getting angry emails from her saying that my characters were abusive and how could I write something like that and... Everything you write as an author is up for interpretation. I'm going to see things one way, mean things to be taken one way, but based on where someone else is in their life, they're going to see it completely differently. And that's just how the game is played. But there was no abuse, not even a hint of abuse. I'm not going to lie and say that my characters have like these picture perfect little dating relationships and they should be the model for what teens should strive for. No, that's not even interesting. That's not a thing, but definitely not physically abusive or even emotionally abusive. And I contacted the publisher and I was like, hey, I don't want to be a pain, but this is what's going on. I'm really not comfortable with these emails. What do I do? And they just sort of shrugged and said, well, we're not really interested in being a publisher right now because we're kind of busy. So I don't know. Maybe we'll talk again next year. What? You you want me to just sit on this book for a year and then maybe you'll decide that you might want to publish again? No, I'm not doing that. So I took the rights back from the series. Took a really long time for everything to get unpublished. 
got got a little sketchy with trying to get them to actually pull everything down. But in the end, it happened. And you know what? I still had the Girl of Glass series with another publisher and book one got released and was well received, moved on to writing new series and submitting to other presses and agents. Get an offer on my Bryant Adams series, How I Magically Messed Up My Life in Four Freaking Days. Book an agent. Same press picks up the Chronicles of Maggie Trent. Everything is going really, really well. Until it wasn't. (laughs) And then last January, I still have my agent. He's very good at helping me through legal loopholes and hurdles. And that's awesome. Because I get an email from one of my two presses because I had four book series under contract with two different presses in December 2018. Get an email from one of them that they are no longer financially sound and have decided to leave the publishing industry. This is completely legit. Publishing is hard and publishing as a small press is harder because not only do you not have the advantages of the big five publishers where you have contracts with Barnes and Noble and money for promos and all those things, you also have the overhead of staff that you have to pay. Not every business venture is going to work out. Unfortunately, this press didn't. But they handled everything in a super respectable fashion, sent me my documents, sent me letters that reverted the rights of my books back to me. It was sad that I was no longer going to be having that backup for the Girl of Glass series, but totally understood. Fine. Still friends. Went on my merry little way. And I made the decision then, because the first two books in the Girl of Glass series had been released, that I would set out on my own and release those two books as an indie author. I had been in the business on and off for five years at this point, so I had learned enough that I felt like I could do that series on my own. And I wrapped my brain around that. (laughs) About five days later, I start getting frightened Facebook messages about my other publisher that had contracts on three of my series, which is a lot. That's a lot of books. Between all of them, that's a contract for 12 to 14 books. That's a little terrifying. That's a monumental amount of effort and energy and years. It was going to take years to get all those books back. And all of a sudden, I'm getting these messages from people of they might shut down. They might be ghosting us. We don't know if we're getting paid. We don't know what's happening. And so I talked to my agent and I talked to my fellow authors and my agent sort of said, it's up to you. The books have all been tainted, for lack of a better word. They've been published. They are no longer virginal books. So chances of yet another small press wanting to pick them up are not great. So you can leave your books with them, see what happens, hope for the best, or we can take your rights back. And after a minor nervous breakdown, I decided that it would be best to take all my rights back. So within a span of about 10 days, I went from a author with four different series under contract to 
an indie author with no contracts with anyone. And that was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Had another minor meltdown, but that's okay. Got up and decided that I was going to do this. I was not going to wait years and years and years and just sit on these stories while someone else went through their process and spent years editing and sending them back and forth. When most of the time when you're working with a editor and a publisher, you're just waiting for emails back. It's such a long process. They're not actually working on your book the whole time they have it. It's sitting in a file waiting to be worked on. But that's fine. That's we'll talk about that some other time. Anyway, so I decided I had all these fully edited books. I was going to go and I was going to do it by myself. And I did. 2019 has been insane. Over the process of the year, I have released 13 novels across four different series. In December 2019, I will be releasing the first two installments in a brand new series that was never contracted to any publisher. And it's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy decade, I guess. Yeah, almost a decade of this. I've been through five publishers that have all now closed their doors. I've been through so many editors and part of me wishes that maybe I could manage to be a little bit bitter about it, but I'm honestly not. And I'm not a hopelessly optimistic person who thinks that everything happens for a reason and it's all on the sunny side. No, that's that's not me. There there are some things that just suck. There are some things that happen that are just horrible. And yes, some of the publishers that I parted ways with should have dealt with things in a super different manner. Not going to use grown up words on here, but if you're a grown up, you know the words I want to throw in. But I'm still not that mad because working with those editors taught me so much. Working with the PR people taught me so much. I'm in three or four different Facebook groups with authors who have been with these publishers who have shut down. So I have this huge community and all of this knowledge that I would not have had if I hadn't been through that horrible, draining process of having really my dreams ripped out from under me over and over again, if you want to get to the honesty of it. All of that knowledge set me up so that when everything fell apart at the beginning of 2019, I hit the ground running in January with the knowledge of what I wanted to accomplish, what kind of cover artist I wanted to hire, what kind of edits I really needed to get done, how to approach my newsletter, how to approach other bloggers and other authors for cross-promotion. I knew how to get that done. And that is not something I would have had if I had not been through all of those massive, monumental failures. Now, I don't want Book in a Dream to be a how-to for authors. This isn't just for authors. It is for authors, for book lovers, for a book lover who maybe wants to write. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to start a newsletter, how to build your social media profile, how to create engaging characters. All of those things are important, and I love to talk about them, but this isn't really the venue for that. If you do have questions, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment your questions below. I'm happy to answer you on a one-on-one basis. If you're watching on Facebook or Instagram, 
ask me. I'm happy to help. And if nothing else, there are so many great resources and I am thrilled to point you in the direction of someone who has a lot to say on lots of different subjects of how to be an author and how to be a published author. What I'm excited to share with you is the the ups and downs of the journey of being an indie author, of finally having the choice of how I want to do this, how awesome it is to get to pick my own cover design and all the other cover designs that I absolutely drool over in bookstores. I want to talk to you about you know, the new Grishaverse show coming on and why I'm really kind of concerned that it's blending the two different series. But I don't know. Other people seem happy about it. So I'm going to trust their opinion until I see it. I want to talk to you about everything that is awesome about these fantasy worlds and the people who built them. So if that is something that you want to join me in, make sure you subscribe, either subscribe to my YouTube channel or if you're listening to this in podcast form, make sure that you click subscribe on whatever platform it is that you like to listen on. If you're on Facebook, like the page, Instagram, follow me. You know the drill. We're all familiar with social media. Just whatever your choice of platform is, stick around. We're going to have a lot of fun and I cannot wait to begin this book in a dream journey with you. Mm-hmm.